Michael Osterlink here. I'm with Michi Iliazzi. He is Communications and Policy Manager for Taxpayer Protection Alliance. How you doing, Michi? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for uh, having me on. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Great to have you on. Uh, before we jump into some of the work you're doing in terms of Pentagon spending reform, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about TPA. Sure. So uh, Taxpayers Protection Alliance is a nonpartisan, nonprofit uh, advocacy group. We focus on issues that concern taxpayers and how government policies really impact not just taxpayers but the economy at large. We also focus on international issues where taxpayers are concerned. And I've been with the organization for uh, about three years now, a little over three years, and I handle outreach, uh, communications, um, work for our website, uh, other things that we do on a ra wide range of issues, actually. And we focus on issues really on a broad spectrum, left, right, center. Um, you know, we're really concerned just to make sure that taxpayers are getting the most that they should be getting from our elected officials, both at the federal and state level when it comes to how their money is being spent. Well, actually, that's a, a great, right before we jump into kind of Pentagon spending reform yeah. and some of those broader issues, what are some of the other issues you mentioned that uh, TPA works on? Sure. So we, we do work um, when it comes to intellectual property because intellectual property has a, a massive impact on the economy. It means a lot in terms of job creation and a lot of jobs actually depend on it even if they're not created in terms of, or by um, intellectual property. And we do a lot of work when it comes to energy policy. That's a, that's a really big concern for uh, folks when it comes to um, not just the resources that we use energy on, but uh, the bills that you pay, but really what the government's doing and are they doing things that are interfering and giving people a competitive advantage with taxpayer money. And so we, we do a lot of work there. And government waste, obviously, is something that we focus on a great deal. And you can really find that in anywhere, whether it's education, defense, which we'll be talking about, um, energy, all kinds of areas where the government really just spends money. And agencies, um, overreach is another one we do because you have a lot of agencies, not just the Pentagon, but agencies like the FCC, EPA, FDA, who really get into um, the, the situations where they are regulating really how we live our daily lives. And a lot of these regulations cost the economy, they hinder small business, and they really impact the taxpayers in ways that they might not even think about. Just when they're going to their local store to pick up something like, you know, catfish really does impact them in ways that we don't know. So TPA really just wants to be uh, a group that is out there fighting for taxpayers and really making sure that we're keeping a watchful eye on what government's doing with their money. Cool. Great work, obviously. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing well. So uh, we spent about a trillion dollars in total on national security spending yep. from defense, the various uh, 12 intelligence agencies, yep. Department of Energy, Homeland Security. Yep. But let's focus in on just the Department of Defense and Pentagon spending. Why is that one of your kind of top areas to look at in terms of waste, wasteful spending and taxpayer concerns? I think, I think the most important thing when we talk <clears throat> about uh, spending at the Pentagon is that uh, Taxpayers Protection Alliance, um, groups that you work with both on the left and right and groups that we work with on the left and the right and center really have to un really understand that when we're looking at Pentagon spending, we want to make the point that we are for a national defense, we want to protect the American people, but what we don't feel is protecting the American people is wasting their money. And that whether that's wasting their money on bases that shouldn't be open, wasting their money on programs that shouldn't be funded, or wasting their money on too many officials that have titles and they really don't even need to be there. 
Pentagon spending is really something that is critical because we have to keep our country safe. We have to keep the interests of ourselves and our allies in, in, in a place where we're doing the right thing. But spending money for the sake of spending money is not doing the right thing. Spending money on programs that really don't do anything but line the pockets of certain specific interests for certain people does not keep us safe. And really, keeping things open or keeping people in titles just because that's how it's always been doesn't keep people safe. So there, there, is, there is a lot of waste in a lot of areas, and TPA doesn't play favorites at all. And the Pentagon is one of the ones that I think gets a, not a lot of focus because people are very wary of attacking, you know, Pentagon spending because they're, they're, many people are afraid by being tagged, oh, well, you're soft on security. That's not so. We're actually, we want better security. And the reason, the way you get better security is actually by spending the money the right way. Um, spending too much money on programs and, and titles and bases actually um, hurts national security. When you take away resources from legitimate programs that are protecting the American people and our interests, you are harming national security. And I think that's a message that TPA and others have always tried to reinforce. Well, let's jump into some of the programs specifically yeah. that are of concern to you. What are some of the, the programs? So certainly at the top of the list, not just for Taxpayers Protection Alliance, but a lot of groups and individual lawmakers is the F-35. Um, many folks know about the F-35, and we know that this is a program that has been really going on for a long time, really not a decade now, and yet we still don't have a functional, operational um, you know, system. And we have problems that range from hardware to software, and this is on a span of multiple F-35 models in multiple branches of the armed services. And so we're seeing this waste, billions of dollars, cost overruns, the project keeps going past schedule, we still can't get, uh, you know, pardon the pun, the bang for the buck. <laughs> and the other issue is is that as we keep pouring money into the F-35, we are taking away money, time, and resources in terms of human work and intelligence on creating a better thing, something that could be the next, um, you know, Tomahawk missile that has worked so well. So, you know, there are, th there are problems with the F-35 that have been so well documented and it's not just coming from TPA. Um, you know, Senator John McCain has been on, in the fight against the F-35, and this is, a, you know, nobody can call Senator McCain soft on wanting to, to, you know, spend on defense. He's definitely not when it comes to that. So you see an unlikely uh, group of allies when it comes to the F-35. Um, yeah. And it's interesting on the F-35, because you, you mentioned earlier about, you know, misallocation of resources yeah. actually makes us less safe, not more safe. Um, and, for instance, the Air Force, they want to replace the uh, um, A-10 with the F-35. Sure. So that's an example of, like, misplaced priorities, misallocation of resources, and actually making us less safe and secure, especially for the Marines and Army um, guys on the ground fighting. And if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it was Veronique Deruji who put out a paper, Mercatus, that talked about for every dollar that we waste on defense spending, it's so many more dollars that could be spent on national security at the Pentagon. So there's, you know, and, and, we, and that's actually, we lose that money too in terms of economic output as well because this is money that could be going to other places. So I think that we have to be very careful that when we talk about programs, 
you know, a lot of people talk about just slashing the budget indiscriminately, which is which is what sequestration did. Now, nobody likes that process, and actually sequestration is the worst way to get there. But at the same time, the elected officials and agency officials at the White House and the Pentagon really offered no alternative to how to actually go through and cut specific programs. And the F-35 is a perfect one where you could take out a major portion of spending and really find ways to either spend that money more wisely or put it back in the pockets of the taxpayer. Um, That's just one. Yeah, give us another program that you're kind the, of bugaboo. I think the littoral combat ship is another one, and that's another one where Senator John McCain, who who is no, um, you know, person that you could say is soft on defense spending, has been very critical. The littoral combat ship isn't even operable; it can't even fight in the waters, and yet we're spending again billions of dollars over several years putting these together, and we really don't need them. And the worst thing about the littoral combat ship is that. You have situations in terms of defense authorization and defense spending bills where the Pentagon doesn't ask for a certain amount, but Congress sees fit to give them a certain amount. And that's where we get into the whole earmark discussion with defense, which I'm sure we'll get to later. And I think the, the best example that I can give when we talk about this idea about we're spending money that the Pentagon says they don't even want, the Abrams tank, perfect example. Um, you know, when, when General Ray Ordierno was, was the chief of staff of the Army, he went in front of Congress and he actually told them, please stop appropriating money for the Abrams tank. We do not need it. It is not something that we want to spend money on. Our money can be spent in other places at a, at a cheaper cost for better programs, and we don't need this. So I think those three programs are three of the biggest ones where you can see the divide between need and, and just desire by those who just want to make it, and whether we actually need those programs or not. It seems to me that the, those who want the programs, uh, not because we need them, yep. um, there's kind of two elements. Uh, one is chronic capitalism. Sure. I'd like you to speak to that. And other is just the mistaken notion, and it's, I find it strange to come from the right, the Republican right, uh, that you know the Pentagon is seen as a jobs program. Yeah. Can you speak to both those? Yeah, I think on the crony capitalism argument, that is something that TPA has really focused on, and we've really tried to press upon the point that um, no matter what, the most important thing that the Pentagon should be doing is protecting the nation. They should be investing in programs and individuals who are there to have, you know, make national security a reality. And instead, we see a situation where the acquisition process is broken, the transparency process is broken, and we end up with more F-35s, more littoral combat ships. And then on the other side of it, the jobs program part, that is where you see the hostility and, and, and resistance in terms of close, but base closures, um, because you have a lot of members of Congress who are wary about closing bases because it's jobs, jobs, jobs. Well, if those bases aren't needed, we really need to think about how better to spend the money and to really allocate the resources because the Pentagon is not a place that should just be somewhere for a job. You can do the job of national security without bloating your budget and bloating your bureaucracy. And the more the bureaucracy gets bloated, the tougher it is to actually reduce those top-line costs. And that's where, you know, reforming Pentagon spending is, is most difficult when it comes to those bureaucratic nightmares like base closures, like, you know, officers with titles who don't even need to be there. Um, you know, those are the things that, that really take the most fighting because 
programs can be signed off and people can lose their contracts on, on, on things like F-35. But at closing the base, you see the most resistance, and it's really because of that whole jobs argument. And that's something that we have to break through and say that, well, th this is not why the Pentagon is supposed to be in, in, you know, in existence. So, You mentioned earmarks. Uh, first, yeah. tell us what earmarks are and why they still exist, although they're not supposed to. So there's a wide range of thought on earmarks in terms of how you define it. TPA defines it as such. Congress appropriates money to agencies. Now, agencies have a budget request. The White House has a budget request. When Congress and the agency's budget request is different, we take a look. And when the Congress, who doesn't work for the agency, who has no idea what's going on at the agency because their oversight stinks anyway, they're not doing good a job there, sees fit to add money, and we're talking billions of dollars in total here, hundreds of items that shouldn't be authorized, um, that's an earmark. Now, TPA looks at this so carefully that we can understand the difference between an emergency request by, an, by Congress, and, and I'll give you a perfect example. When you had the shooting in the, the, um, the Marine barracks out in D.C., the Navy, uh, out in uh, Barracks Row, the request came in for more money for security. Now, the agency didn't ask for it because they put their request in before that tragedy happened. So we did not call that an earmark because we understand that that is something that they needed. But an extra F-35 is an earmark. An extra littoral combat ship is an earmark. Um, research at DOD on things that are, you know, cancer research, drug research, things like that, those are earmarks because we have the National Institutes of Health. We have HHS. We have... Department of Education, who takes care of all of those kinds of grants and does all that kind of spending. So we look very carefully, and in many times we find in the defense authorization bills uh, or the defense appropriation bills, um, that is where all the earmarks are. And even in the omnibus bills, in the defense portion, that is where the earmarks are. And TPA goes through with a fine-tooth comb, and we, we single it out, and we say exactly what, the, what those are. One of the things that seemed to um, bring everyone together across the political spectrum, whether you're liberal, libertarian, conservative, progressive, or wherever, is uh, support for an audit yeah. of the Pentagon. And it's interesting to note that it's been required by law since the mid-90s. Yeah, the, 1997. And, yeah, and the Pentagon's the only agency that has not yep. complied with the law. Speak to us about uh, the audit. So I think audit the Pentagon is one of the most important things to actually getting the Pentagon spending under control. Because until we can have a full accounting for exactly how this money is being spent, you will never be able to, to, to put Congress in a position to where they can actually do the work that needs to be done to get it under control. Um, you're absolutely right. It is required by law. It has been for almost 20 years. They are the only federal agency that is required to do this by law that has not complied. They use the idea that, well, because we have all these branches, the Air Force, the Navy, the Army, the Marines, we can't, you know, that's their excuse, but we're working on it. We're getting there. You know, it went from September 2015 to we're going to get it done in 16, and now they're pushing it back to, you know, 17. So there, there was a great article that I would point people to try and look at. It was actually a, a multi-series report in Reuters, and it came out in... I think in late 2014 or, or 2013, and it was all about the, the entire lack of transparency and accountability. And, and, and for folks to know, since 1997, 
basically the Pentagon has spent $8 trillion, and not a single dime of that has actually been audited. So for folks to just think about that, in less than 20 years, $8 trillion, that's nearly half of the national debt right now, has been spent, and we don't have a full accounting for it. And I think that audit the Pentagon, you see, you get when you have um, individuals like Grover Norquist, president of Americans Tax Reform, standing next to Congresswoman Barbara Lee, and saying, literally next to each other, saying we need to audit the Pentagon. This is an issue that has broad support across every political spectrum in terms of every, uh, you know, whether it's Congress or outside groups, even agency people want want it audited, obviously. And it's just going to be very tough to get there. But I think that auditing the Pentagon is, is really, it will be a milestone when that can finally happen. Because if, if people think there's waste at the Pentagon now, wait till we actually see the audit and we find out how the money's really being spent. The money that isn't earmarked. The money that's going to programs that aren't the F-35. Um, you know, you see it every day in other agencies because they're audited and they have to submit those reports to the GAO and things like that. We don't get that from the from from DoD, and we really need an audit. Now, you guys uh, do a lot of blogs. You have your own mm -hmm. podcast. You sign on to a lot of letters. Mm -hmm. You create your own letters. Where can folks find out more about TPA and, and some some of your activities? So, if they want to go find us, they they can go to a couple places. First off, our website it's at www.protectingtaxpayers.org, and then if they want to find us on Twitter, it's at Protect Taxpayers, but with one T. So protect taxpayers, and they can find out all we're doing. You can like us on Facebook and see all the work that we're doing. We actually had uh, something posted this week regarding a, a defense program and how uh, it's outdated, and now they want to re-up it, and they're using the same acquisition process. So they're really repeating the mistakes of the past for a new program, and all we're going to do is we're going to get the same problems that we had. So I encourage folks to take a look and, um, you know, it's not, it's not always the sexiest topic, Pentagon spending, but it really is some place where we see a lot, of, a lot of agreement across both sides of the political spectrum. There are a lot of problems that people recognize, and this is an issue that everybody should care about because national security is the number one job of a government, and when we are wasting billions of dollars, we are putting our security at risk. Thank you, Michi. Thank you.